What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Cash It. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. And, oh, baby, like two weeks into the baseball season, NBA playoffs, uh, the, the play-in games started well, last night. Adam and I are recording here on Wednesday. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, it's all the rage right now. It's a, it's a fun time for sports, Adam. How are you, brother? It is a fun time unless you have a fantasy baseball team and your team is just littered with injuries because it just feels like every five minutes we're getting another injury. And as we start recording, Corey Seager is on the I.L. with a hamstring injury and will be out at least four weeks. So the shortstop position has just been decimated. At least he hit the the my my total bases prop yesterday before he pulled up lame. I was uh, I was watching that one intently. Uh, and it was a double that he just he pulled up lame. It's a hamstring issue, and yeah. Um, so you got you you have several teams that are getting pounded because I you know I mean listen, <laughs> fuck me for saying this, but I'll knock wood. Let's get it. <laughs> I haven't been getting hit yet. Like I mean I've gotten like one or two here and there, but I haven't been like I I haven't gotten hit hard yet. So I'm sorry that you're going through this, Adam. Yeah, it just sucks. And then, you know, in some weekly leagues, you know, you find out, oh, Zach Eflin's on the IL. Well, he's already in my lineup for the week. That's great. Brandon Woodruff. I got him up. <laughs> oh, he's in the lineup for the week. That's great. So, yeah, it's been bad. I mean, my online championship team in the NFBC has just been uh, getting hit with injuries every day. Uh, Carlos Correa. And then I, I was able to bench him because, you know, that's a Monday through Thursday. Uh, but yeah, it's just been pretty bad. You know, O'Neill Cruz, I only had in one league, uh, but it was a 15-team league, so there really wasn't much available on the waiver wire for shortstop. Um, but, yeah, it's just Jose Syria had in a couple leagues, uh, Eloy Jimenez. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid what's going on right now um, because there's just so many injuries, it feels like. Yeah, I you know, let's see. Um Eloy, I, I definitely I lost in uh in, in one league. Um, you know, it just seemed like you know, and that was the thing. You and I talked about it throughout the you know, throughout draft season, uh, as far as just believing in him. And it just it just never, you know, now they're like, you know, because I you know, there are times where I like forget, you know, I'm like, oh shit, I've got like, you know, 30 best ball teams and I've got a dozen fantasy teams and everything like that. So, you know, it always just kind of seemed that, you know, Eloy was taken or I was doing, there was something else going on in my draft plan where I didn't take Eloy, but I do have him in, 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 you know, in some best ball shit and whatever that is just, yeah, that, that kind of spilled off that way. Um, but yeah, man, again, I, uh, it just really hasn't bombarded me all that much. So are you, are you just like, are you chewing through fab right now because of all these injuries? Um, in a couple leagues. Yes. Um, you know, it depends on the leagues and what I have available on the bench, but yeah, I mean, again, in some of these deeper leagues, it's really difficult to find. I mean, the shortstop position, you know, everyone's like, Oh, it's a deep position. I thought it was more top heavy. And now you got a lot of those guys hurt. Um, you know, I haven't seen an update on Dansby Swanson. I know he was out of the lineup Wednesday, left with cramps, O'Neill Cruz, Seeger. Um, I know I'm missing someone else, but yeah, shortstop position has definitely taken a big hit. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look for it right now. Where's my where's my uh my my batting? I, I want to see who else is like really screwing everybody over in that because there's you know i mean uh, you, you look at it yes yeah, Swan, okay swanson's hurt seager's hurt anderson's hurt yeah there you go tim anderson that's another tim, one yeah he just yeah he just left five stolen bases too uh gliber torres i mean yeah second base but gliber uh you know hip flexor there uh back to short stuff and you know the, i'll tell you the funny thing is is that not only you know do you have these guys getting hurt? But then, you know, Volpe hasn't done anything since the three stolen bases. Gunnar Henderson has been dog shit. Carlos Correa has not been good at all. Javi Baez, Ahmed Rosario. Um, it's really, yeah, it's it's a deep position, but it's a deep position that's really not producing very much right now. Yeah, and it's top heavy. And then you got some of those top guys being out. I mean, 
Yeah, it's rough. I just there's just so many injuries. There's some bad pitching performances as well with starting pitchers. So, uh, I mean, my team's overall again. It's only a couple weeks in, but it's not like I'm buried at the bottom of the standings. But it's just um, I noticed with my teams, they're they're low in in offense. The pitching has been good, and my offense has been bad, which again usually doesn't happen. But I mean, I guess because I have guys like Pablo Lopez and. Sonny Gray and Jesus Lazardo and Lodolo. So I guess the pitching has been pretty good for me. And I kind of avoided those top aces. Like I didn't get any Verlander, Scherzer. As much as I liked Aaron Nola, I didn't get him anywhere. Right. So um, I've been fortunate, I guess, in that area so far. But offense has been a problem. I noticed that in several leagues, I'm near the bottom in homers and RBIs. See, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, and, and that's that's kind of an interesting thing also when you take a look at, at you know, and again, you know, obviously your standings are going flip-flopping all over the place now. We're still not at a point where, you know, things are kind of sitting comfortably. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, it, it's very interesting to see that, you know, you're, you're competitive in stolen bases, your runs scored are probably good, but yeah, the, the power and the RBI, that's... You know, like all of a sudden, I, I I don't necessarily know if you know we need it like like it used to be. You remember when when you know you you ended up with like you you got yourself an Adam Dunn and that just kind of helped you out with the power. You didn't do shit for you in batting average. You didn't do anything for you in speed, but you had him there as uh, as that guy. Um, oh, and it reminds it's, me. You know, I had Adam Duvall in a league. Oh, he was crushing. there's I another mean, one. Actually, let me see. I think in the GST, I lost Duval, Eloy, um, Jose Siri. Like, and it's like, damn, man, what the hell? Like, all of a sudden. All right, so you're just you're just fucking cursed right now. Yeah, man. So what what'd you do? Who'd you uh, piss off? Did you did you do some? Did you go to City Field and like you know disrespect something or you know like something sacred, some baseball tradition? Did you talk about somebody having a no hitter uh, when you shouldn't have? Like something's going on with your uh, with your fantasy karma right now. I think one of my ex put a curse on me, man. I really do because oh. shit has fallen apart since uh, that time. So I think she had more power than I thought. Uh, but no, but I was, I I know what you're talking like, like mystical shit going on right now. But when I did go to city field on Sunday, as soon as I sat down, the guy next to me goes, are you Adam Ronis? I was like, what? I'm like, how do you know? He's like, oh, I listened to you on Sirius XM. I was like, oh shit. So he was with his friend. They had season tickets, cool guys started talking and everything. Big Mets fans. It's crazy. My friend was with me. He's like, I wouldn't have believed this if I wasn't here. That's hysterical. I love the, you know what? I mean, <laughs> I I don't consider myself a celebrity, but like when shit like that happens, I, you got to get all giddy about it. You got to feel good about it. You're putting yeah, out content like, that people are consuming. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't even know if I even spoke that much that he knew the voice or how I look, but it was crazy. I was like looking around for cameras, thinking I was on Impractical Jokers for a second. <laughs> Which we all know Sal is the best. No, Joe. Joe quit. He did not quit. He was forced to leave because marriage is bad. (laughs) 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 Wait a minute there. Um, you know, then, then get out of the marriage and, and, you know, just do your thing. Like you're you're more well loved on impractical jokers than you are at home. So be it. Embrace that. He's uh, went through a divorce. Oh, so he should get back on the show then. He should. I hope so. It doesn't work without the foursome. It doesn't really. I mean, they've had like celebrity guests come in and garbage. So, some garbage. of them have been okay, but it's not the same. I still watch it. And I'm still a fan, but it's not the same. You know, I understand in life things change, but when you have like the four of them doing that for nine years and then you just remove one, it's just not the same. Yeah. Definitely does not work. Definitely. Yeah. I actually, I don't really watch it as much now. I, I find myself still going back to like early seasons and watching those. Like I'll actually look at what season, you know, the, the, the episodes from, 
And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember you know, that was a good season. I'll go back and I'll watch that. But, yeah, I don't – like if he's not you know, running around screaming Larry, I yeah. mean, <laughs> what, what, what fucking good is it? <laughs> Larry! Oh, man. Well, damn. So now we got to – so, all right. So so there's something going on with your fantasy karma now. So your your teams are abandoning you. The injury bug is biting a big old piece out of your ass. Um, but yet you still have fan recognition at City Field. So, hmm, hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to explore this a little bit. If you guys out there, as I know that you know, there there, there are tons of Adam Ronis, uh, you know, lovers out there. And I don't mean lovers in the romantic sense. I mean that you just love Adam Ronis. Uh, you know, on Twitter, just help us here. Maybe Red Rum can help us with uh, with a, a reason for it, right? He usually chimes in. Where's Truck? Truck, what's wrong with Adam that he's getting bit by the injury bug like this? I think we all need to know. Because <laughs> it ain't happening to me. Well, you're fortunate right now. I can tell you that. Um, uh, <laughs> living somebody's dream? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know what it is, man? I just... I, I actually, I did. Uh, not only did I pare down the number of leagues that I played this year, but the primary leagues that I'm I'm dealing with, it's all weekly moves, and that just that that changes everything. To not have to like sit there and go in every single day and pop this guy out of the lineup, pop that guy back in the because that's you know I'm not going to say that I'm too busy for it but if you do too many leagues like that it really does become like a pain in the ass every single day especially out here on the west coast like i had to get up this morning and get my fucking betting article out because 9 30 was the first game out here so yeah i get up early and usually and and yeah i don't really sleep much but man to like to have to sit there and like set like a dozen, you know, even half a dozen lineups uh, on the daily. That that's you know that that gets to be too much for me. Yeah, but on the on the flip side, like I said, the two examples with a guy like Zach Eflin and Woodruff going on the aisle on a Tuesday. Now you're taking a zero on that spot for the week. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you on that. Better that it's a pitcher than a than a, than a fucking hitter. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, it could happen with a hit or two. I mean, Correa, could. we got the Correa news early on Monday. So when I saw that he was out with a back, I said, I'm taking him out. And I only got him in one league and it was only be, and it was as a middle infielder. Like he fell in the draft. I was like, all right, fine. I'll take him. I'm, Cause I'm not a huge Correa fan for fantasy. He just never hit 30 home runs. Like it's just, he just doesn't do much, but like he really fell. And I'm like, all right, I already have my shortstop. I'll take him as a middle infielder. So took him out and I can put him back in Friday if I want, if he is back. I think the Tim Anderson news broke after lineup lock for the, well, week. yeah. Cause it happened during the Monday. Wasn't it a Monday game? It happened during the, um, did it happen during the Monday game? I think so. Or was I thought it maybe Sunday? it happened Sunday night. Maybe it was know. Sunday. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, so, all right. So, it's a grind for you right now. Like that's the thing. And, you know, just to bring it back towards, you know, the, the, the fab budget and all that other stuff, um, man, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's tight, it, you know, as far as like how much you, you, you end up spending because you got a lot of guys who are like overspending on shit and, and paying, you know, far too much money. We had that conversation about the closers and, and chasing saves and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, even so with like, you know, players who are just coming up, Francisco Alvarez, for example, I oh, I do have a, a shitty waiver wire story about that. But, you know, it's like, you know, figuring out how much you budget for a guy like that. I can only imagine that in leagues where he was available, but you were dealing with all of these injuries, you kind of you don't get to put like a, a strong bid out for Alvarez or do you sacrifice? No, I didn't get him anywhere. I don't think he was available in many of my leagues. The other problem with him is in a lot of leagues right now, he's only eligible in the utility spot and the Mets have not made a commitment to play him every day. 
So if you need 10 games to gain eligibility at catcher, it could take a while. Uh, he's caught two games so far um, and he sat three days. So you might have to wait two weeks potentially before he gets that catcher eligibility. So that's difficult. Um, so there's a lot of things that go with it um, when you're looking for these bids. Um, and you'll probably see, you know, I saw a big bid on Grayson Rodriguez where he was available and he was not good in his start against the A's. So you have to wonder when Bradish comes back, do they send him down? Uh, we know Taj Bradley's coming up here on Wednesday and we'll see how he performs. But if Eflin doesn't miss much time, you know, he might not be up for long. Uh, and then you're, I think you're trying to fill in the gaps right now. Like a guy like Franchi Cordero, man, dude homered again today. He's got four home runs. I mean, you pick guys like that up and see if it lasts. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, that that's that's obviously the hope. I was just kind of, you know, in that realm of, well, you're, you're you know, you've got three guys who are injured and you have to kind of figure out how you're going to replace. Maybe you need to replace two of them. Uh, you don't have enough on your bench. You have a short bench, stuff like that. And then you don't get to to make that move to to get a, a Francisco Alvarez. The the quick story that I have. So NFBC platform, you, you, you know, there's no like in, in a lot of leagues all over the place and tons of leagues that I'm in, you know, your fab happens, you know, the, the waiver claims happen. And then the next morning uh, you have, you know, you have the opportunity, especially in like a weekly league, you have an opportunity to pick up a guy in the morning, you know, so that, you know, in case you missed on all your fab bids that you could still replace a hurt guy in your lineup or something like that. Um, but the NFBC platform doesn't allow that. That's just, it's strictly fab bidding and, and, and that's it. And so I ended up, uh, I went after Alvarez in the FSGA league on RT sports. And I went after him in the, uh, the barf league, Bay area Roto fantasy league. Um, and that that's on the NFBC platform. So in both of them, I was just like, you know, I, and I was, I was kind of, you know, it was like, oh shit, the deadline's coming up. I got to make sure I do this. So I was like, you know, I drive, picked up Alvarez, put the bid in, drop Reese McGuire and just leave it at that. And so I did that on the FSGA one and I got the player. I won the, you know, the bid and I got the player. And then the next morning I was like, oh, okay, now I got to find a, I got to put somebody into a catcher spot. You know, I knew I knew he was utility only, like in the back of my mind. But obviously, while I was, you know, rushing through the uh, the fab deal to make the fab deadline, um, you know, I, I bricked it in the uh, in the barf league. So I put the bid in. It was a winning bid, but it was invalid because I dropped Reese McGuire, and I need I wouldn't have been able to start a catcher that week. So I fucked myself uh on 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 that move there which you know super pissed me off oh so that uh, so i guess that league has a rule then that you have to have a a legal lineup then and the 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 waivers recognizes that and doesn't process it yeah wow exactly what it was yeah because i think you would have been like Okay, I'll take a zero catcher for the week just to have Alvarez, right? Oh, fuck yeah. I yeah. totally would have done that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I was like, you know, I immediately I hit up Justin Mason. You know, I'm like, you know, I get up in the morning and it's like 5.30 a.m. And Mason's out here on the West Coast also. But, you know, I like see, you know, see this, you know, it's it's it's, it's the morning. I'm uh, doing my morning thing and I'm scrolling through on my phone. I'm looking to see what, you know, what happened after waivers processed. And, and of course, I was like, you know, emailing him being like, what the fuck? I had a winning bid on this shit. How come? Why, why is it saying it's an invalid lineup? Blah, blah, blah. And then I did like a quick follow up email after that being like, you know, I don't even remember what my comment was, but I was like, yeah, I saw this and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, my, by my third email, and, uh, and I'm sure Justin will say the, the progression of reading these emails when he eventually woke up uh, was, you know, the, the, the rants of an angry man sitting on the toilet at 5.30 in the morning um, who finally came to realize that the mistake was his part and uh, and everything's fine. <laughs> it's the fucking worst, dude, because I want him. And yeah, I get it. I, I think that, you know, they're, they're slowly integrating him in and that's, you know, kind of what we expect. 
But man, just to just to, to have that as like my second catcher, I I would have been styling, styling. Yeah, I mean, I think eventually he's very aggressive at the plate right now. I think he's pressing too much, but. Again, it's not like Tomas Nito's any good. I know the pitching staff likes to throw to him, but, you know, the Mets need offense badly. I mean, this team just cannot hit. They're one of the worst teams with runners in scoring position so far this year. So uh, they need any offense they can get. And they have all these young kids raking down in the miters. Brett Beatty, Vientos. I mean, you know, at some point you're going to have to bring them up, man, because you, you got to win. I mean, they got fortunate. They did win today. They took two out of three from the Padres. Great. But, I mean, this offense is just really lacking right now. When I was at the game on Sunday, I was so frustrated. The Mets had an opportunity to get back in it. Bases loaded. The pitcher just threw five straight balls. He walked the batter, threw ball one to Escobar. And I'm sitting there, don't take a Don't swing. Don't swing. Take a pitch. He swings at a pitch, grounds the third inning over. It's like, come on, man. Like, the pitcher's on the ropes. Like, if you're going to swing at a pitch after he threw five consecutive balls, you better smoke it for a hit. Or not even for a hit. You better lace the shit out of that ball. Like, if you crush it right at the shortstop or, you know, deep to left field, okay, I can live with it. You're going to hit a weak round on the third? Nah, you can't be swinging when the pitcher's throwing five straight balls and now the bases are loaded. That pressure is all on the pitcher, man. It's fundamental baseball, man. It goes to Little League, even in softball, bro. Even in softball. Like if, uh, if a guy walk, throws four straight balls, you got to keep taking a pitch. Yeah, It's in his head now, man. So shit like that, man. It's like guys are trying to do too much because they realize that they're not producing and not putting up runs. <sighs> the rants of a Met fan right there. <laughs> no fundamentals. You got to get back on track. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 listen to that, man. Your fantasy teams, everybody's hurt. You're bleeding fab every single week and you're not, you know, you have no power on your teams. And now, and now your real life team is abandoning you too. I mean, I wouldn't say abandoned. I mean, they're seven and six, but, um, and you know, that's the thing is like, you know, every team has injuries right now, man. It's insane. Like the Braves are dealing with a lot of injuries as well. The Phillies, I mean, it's pretty much every team. I mean, outside of the Rays, who just can't lose right now. Um, you know, everybody's kind of bunched up, you know, no one's really dominating. Um, the A's are just horrific. I mean, that is just an embarrassing team that they're running out there, man. I think, I think if you bet against them every day, over the course of the season with the run line, you're going to be profitable. Like, cause this team is just absolute trash. Um, and the Rays, they've, uh, they've covered the run line in their first 11 wins, man. Okay. But can, can we, like, can we put the Rays a little bit into perspective? Because I know who they, play. I, you know what? I know they played no one. You're going to tell me the Tigers, the Nationals, the A's, you know what though? They're beating the shit out of these teams. They, in fact, they their, their first, uh, nine wins they won every game by at least four runs yeah and then the red sox okay they're not as bad as those teams i know they're not great either they're beating them though and look the rays are good every year they they just are they're uh-huh. they're run extremely well they fight they take these pitchers from other organizations and turn them around that's why i was interested in zach Eflin late. i've always liked them i'm like he's going to the rays i'm in we saw glass now come there and how good he's been i know we can't stay healthy Rasmussen came over. Springs has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they know what they're doing. So I, look, they're going to be but in. Give it. me, give me, uh, t- give me one pitcher, not named Eduardo Rodriguez, who is better than Eduardo Rodriguez that they beat. Maybe you could say Whitlock last night. Yeah, but, it was his first start. But who have they? Like who have? Yeah, I understand who, who that. Have but they, I'm seen. We can we can look at some other teams and look at who they faced and they're 500 like, the you know, no one else is doing what they're doing. Again, it's a hot streak. They're not going to they're not the favorite to win the World Series. They still lack some power. I mean, Wanda Frank was off to a great start and I was not in on him. I wanted to see him do it. We know the yeah. prospect pedigree, but, you know, he had the injury scare in the spring and he's off to a great start. I like a Rose Arena. Um, Josh Lowe is a guy I picked up over the weekend. Um, he's going to get some more opportunity. 
with Jose Siri out. He might sit some against some left-handers like he is on Wednesday against Sale, but um, I I like him as a guy in a 15-team league you could pick up. But no, his race team is good. They, I mean, we knew going into the year. They're yeah, no, good. I'm not saying that they aren't good. I just, you know, when, you, when you're looking at 11 wins in a row – you do have to take into consideration who they are, who who they are facing, uh, you know, as far as, you know, as far as the pitching goes, because, you know, you're also still talking about you're, you're not only are you talking about three of the the three worst teams in, in the in the league, Detroit, Washington and Oakland, but their pitching is so subpar, um, you know, and just so just to have them all like kind of lumped together. Uh, for that, obviously, you know, winning, you know, winning feeds off the winning energy feeds off of everything. So I got to tell you, I'd have, I'd have many more doubts about the Rays if they weren't blowing fucking teams out. Like that's, you know, to me is, you know, they, these are the teams that they need to, you know, just pound, uh, and, and just, you know, get those wins. Cause that's, you know, kind of where it comes down to, it really does. But I, you know, I'm with you on the Wander Franco stuff. I have no shares of him, and yeah, I was like, oh yeah, Wander Franco. He's a better reality player than he is a fantasy player, and you know, I mean, I don't think he's ready for this year. I, I you know, I mean, I think he'll we'll see some steady progression, but I don't think this is his breakout campaign. Like, what the fuck was I thinking there? Well, I mean, it's still early, but I mean, we really haven't seen the power or speed, but we know that he was a top prospect and so far he's putting it together and we'll see, look, they, they still have, um, you know, this is a four game series with Boston. Uh, maybe they lose one of these games. Then they got three in Toronto, three in Cincinnati home for the white Sox, Astros, white Sox again, pirates. And then they get the Yankees. They got a stretch. <laughs> yeah. They got a stretch of like, uh, what is that schedule? And they got a stretch of, look, they get some good teams in there. Toronto's in there. Um, Toronto's I mean, in there, sure. Houston's in there, although I mean, I, Houston's not what they were. I know they're off to a slow start. Uh, they got the White Sox for seven, the Pirates who suck, but they got seven against the Yankees, three against the Orioles, three against the Mets. So they they got some tougher teams coming up. But this is what you want, man. Like, because not a lot of baseball teams do this. You get this stretch, and sometimes you go seven and three, maybe six and four. I mean, they're just wiping everyone away. And that's what you want to see, man, because it is a schedule that you should be taking advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk about, you know, well, obviously, so here you go. It's the ultimate of hot starts for, um, you know, for the for the Tampa Bay Rays. And, you know, listen, I, I kind of, you know, I, was, I think I was uh, I was talking to Glenn Colton last night. Uh, and and just talking about the Rays and what they're at, and and I was like, mm, like if I had to pick like where their first loss would be, it's either going to happen to me. It was I was like April fifteenth, April sixteenth, maybe Kikuchi, um, you know, is is the Saturday game, and Manoa, who off to a, a, a terrible start for none of his fault, and um, uh, you know, so I think that that's kind of where it is, Manoa. This dude, like I, I, I don't, poor son of a bitch, like warms up, like opening day, he's like ready to go, right? He's he's like dealing with the Cardinals, and he, you know, warming up, and then the 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 ceremony and everything, this and that, and it takes forever, and then he like sits idle for for too long, and then that happened again in in Toronto the other day for their home opener. So it was not only it was like the Cardinals opener. And having, you know, warmed up and then delays for that. But then there was like an even bigger delay in that Toronto game that it wasn't like, like, why wouldn't you sell? Why wouldn't you have all those festivities before the first pitch is supposed to go? Like, why did you have to delay a game for like a good, like 20 to 30 minutes clearing off this fucking, you know, celebration or whatever, while Manoa, who had already warmed up and now was like sitting idle for like another half hour. I was pissed. Yeah. This was like Garrett Cole, right? What's that? It's like Garrett Cole when he was pissed that uh, like an opening day, I think it was last year and there was a delay and he was all upset. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of something similar. 
Well, so that's why, you know, like I, I look at the slow start from Minogue, you know, two out of his three starts were like, meh, meh. one great start, which, you know, it was against Kansas City. Um, you know, so, I mean, I was kind of looking at that. So that's where I kind of thought that that maybe we'd end up with that. Uh, hot starts, cold starts. Um, I'm sure you've got a couple that you're you're eyeballing that um, we'll start with, like guys who are off to a a really hot start right now. Guys that you're you're looking at, maybe you don't believe in them, or maybe this is like, hey, this is a this is a guy who you actually should pay attention to. Uh, I'm buying into Pablo Lopez. Uh, velocity was up in the spring. Uh, the only concern I had about him was the shoulder. So as draftsies went on, I was trying to get him on more teams. Uh, so I mean, and I love what I saw yesterday. It was like a 31 pitch first inning. I was like, oh man, this dude is not going to last long, and he did. Uh, he settled down. I think one of the runs was unearned, and he wound up going, I think, seven innings. Man, it should have gotten the win, but the bullpen blew it. Uh, so I love what I see from him. Uh, he actually went seven and two thirds. Guy threw 31 pitches in the first inning and was able to get. Seven to two thirds on 98 pitches, struck out 10 and walked one. He's got a one, three, five ERA. So uh, I'm buying into what he's doing right now. Um, I think it's good to see Matt Chapman off to a good start. Like we know the average won't stick, but he hits the ball hard, had power. So I think you like what you see from him. Um, Luis Arias. I mean, what the fuck? This guy can't, <laughs> yo, this dude doesn't make an out, man. I saw him a lot against the Mets this weekend. He was, uh, and the Mets have played them seven games. Can't get this motherfucker out. How is it? How is it that the first cycle in, in Marlins history, like how bad were the, have the Marlins been that nobody's ever hit for the cycle? Yeah. I thought that was kind of bizarre. I was like, really? Was, I was, like, first year, right? was it 1993? Something 96? like that. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Early nineties. Okay. Like I, I find that bonkers that that's the first, uh, that that's the first one. I mean, you know, I'm not going to like <laughs> challenge it, but I just thought that that was kind of weird. Um, Arias is really good. Who's the, the player you just said before Arias? Chapman. 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 Yes, 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 yes. I dig that. I agree with you. I don't think the batting average sticks. Um, where are you at with Jordan Walker? Obviously off to a uh, a fantastic start to the season. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm invested in him. I, you know, I definitely believe in the player. Oh, I haven't even looked. He's playing right now. Does he have a hit? Did he extend it to 12 games? Um, I know that O'Neal and Arenado homered so far for them. Uh, nope. He's 0 for 2 right now, trying to make it 12 games. Um, are you buying Jordan Walker? Yeah, I don't have him anywhere, but yes. Um, you know, it's great to see him get off to this start and, uh, even kind of hitting at the bottom. I mean, he doesn't walk much, but the strikeout rate is pretty good. 19.6%. So he's been pretty good in that sense. Um, so yeah, I, I think he'll be solid and he'll definitely be in contention for rookie of the year. Yeah, well, you and I took him in the uh, in the sportsbook league, so you damn right, you damn right. Uh, we'll we'll track and see uh, see if if if, uh, if that's the case. What about uh, here? You go. I mean, let's talk about you know one of my biggest pet peeves is when people just use their bench as a revolving door with the waiver wire, and and that drives me absolutely insane. What about some of the cold starts that you know you're you're not worried about? They'll turn it around sort of a thing, but you hear people are uh, questioning and whether or not they're going to give up on them. Um, no one comes to mind. Uh, you have a few names. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, Gunnar Henderson. Like, I, what are we doing? With, I'd be that? a little I'd be a little worried with him uh, as a young player. Um, uh -huh. I didn't draft him anywhere, um, but I would be a little worried with him um, that maybe. They bench them here and there, you know, you know, we, we get excited for these young players, but not all of them come out running. Um, you know, Jordan Walker is, but I mean, Henderson has struck out 40% of the time so far. Now he is walking 22 and a half percent walk rate, but 40% strikeout rate. Uh, 
I mean, obviously he's better than this, but you know, at some point, you know, I don't think he gets sent down, but it's a possibility. I mean, Anthony Volpe is another guy you got to start to worry about too. You know, they did, they benched him, not benched him. They gave him a day off on Tuesday. He was back in the lineup on Wednesday and let off um, and did have a double. So, and scored three runs. Uh, no, I didn't score three runs. He scored three on the season, but you know, yeah, it's not all these guys come up and perform well. Volpe struck out 30% of the time. Um, like how concerned are you that they're going to send Henderson down? Not yet. I don't think so, but you know, if it gets to the, I mean, if he keeps up this strikeout rate, then they might say, you know what, let's just give this kid a, a couple weeks down to get his head straight. And we've seen it. Some guys get sent down, come back up and then um, perform well. I mean, Alex Bregman to start his career was like, what, one for 33, something like that. So Trout came was up. Was that his career or was that uh, the way he started this year too? No, uh, I don't have any Bregman this year. He did. Homer. I do. He was like, he did he was like one for 16 at one point. Well, Victor Robles hitting 389. Oh, I know. What the fuck is that? See, there you go. Like, is that a guy that you would you could actually believe in? Because here's the thing. Robles actually had, you know, there, there, there was some buzz on him uh, when he first came up. And it, it just seemed like he wasn't interested. Now, you know, I've asked Jim Bowden about him. And he's just like, you know, uh, the, the he's, he's like, Robles' heart isn't in the game. It's, it's about getting attention. If he's not getting attention, then... You know, he's he's just he he loses it. So he doesn't he doesn't like the player, like the, the character makeup of the player. Um, and he throws that out there. there I, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know Robles per, personally, but I mean, that's uh, that's kind of a, a of a detrimental thing. You think, uh, you know, he could be the guy who like, oh, all of a sudden he's off to a hot start and he starts getting all the attention. Maybe he kind of thrives off of that or you just think that he's he's trash. I mean, the guy was highly touted, but man, we have seen nothing. Even with this hot start, I mean, he is making a lot of contact. That's good, but there's no power. Uh, he's on a shitty Nationals team. Um, I guess he's hitting six today, it looks like. No, wait a second. Is he at the, still at the bottom of the order? That's the other thing. They don't even move him up. <laughs> I mean, he's off to a good start. You're like, oh, it's the Nationals. Move him up. Get him up in the order. And that's not – yeah, he's hitting ninth today. Ninth. <laughs> so I mean the yeah. team the, the, this team is blah. I mean come yeah, on. it's it's pretty bad. I don't think they're as bad as the A's. Um you know, I th- I mean those are those are the two teams I think are going to compete for uh for for most losses. 100%. I think I think the A's are worse. The Nationals actually have been playing competitive, um staying in games, you know, they do have a few decent bats. Uh, Mackenzie Gore's look good so far. Um, Josiah Gray has used his fastball way less, which is a good thing for him. Um, he actually didn't have his best stuff and was able to go five and two thirds and kind of limit the angels on Tuesday. So, um, they are just brutal and they lost Seth Brown. I mean, their bullpen is a disaster. They bring in Trevor may he's walking the ballpark. I mean, that team is just absolutely garbage. They're so bad that I actually started Carlos Carrasco this week in my weekly lineup because it's the A's. <laughs> if he gets bombed by the A's, then he's fucking done. Oh, dude, I hope he gets bombed by the A's. Fuck you, man. Come on. I didn't have a lot of options. It was like Matt Boyd and Edward Cabrera. I'm like, I can't start Edward Cabrera right now. The dude walks everyone. Now watch. I, I bet his, his walk line, because I look, because most pitchers' walk lines are one and a half. His was two and a half. And I was like, shit, of course he's gotten, he's in the third inning, two and a third innings. He hasn't walked anyone yet. Hasn't walked anybody yet. Oh, against the Phillies. So against the Mets, he just could not find the strike zone. And he's one of those pitches where you look, you like, he's got excellent stuff, but he just cannot find the plate. He's all over the place. So, but yeah, I just, I, the A's are just, fucking horrendous again nationals not good but i think the a's are worse i mean it's it'll be a fun thing to track absolutely which which team loses more um (laughs) i tell you what and i almost kind of feel like well you know if, if we still had the imbalanced schedule i would say that the nationals would end up with more losses i just you know i mean the rest of that the the that division just destroys 
I mean, the uh, A's have two wins. Were they both against the Angels? Oh, no. one. Yeah, Angels opening day, they won 2-1, to one, and they beat the Guardians 4-3. Here's their other games. 13-1 loss, 6-0 loss, 12-11 loss, 6-4-9-5-11-0, 11 5-1, 12-8. I mean, this team is absolute trash. This is one of the worst teams I've seen in a long time. I mean, look at this fucking roster, man. So so what you're saying is you have no A's on your fantasy teams. I think I do. Uh, let's see. I do have Trevor May. I cut him in one. I'm about to cut him in the other. Fuck him. Um, I had Danny Jimenez. Are you Didn't he go on the IL today? Yeah, he went on the IL. I'm like, oh, wait, he gave, up, he gave up runs. Let's put him on the IL. I mean, you can't you can't start any of their pitchers. I do have Estuary Reese in tout. Um, I have Connor Capel in a draft champions league. Again, that's 50 rounds. I don't think I've started him yet. And I have Jesus Aguiar in a draft champions. Cause like right when he was signed was the middle of the draft. It was in the thirties. I'm like, all right, he's probably going to play every day for the A's. But yeah, I mean, this team is just, uh, looking at this roster. I just want to vomit. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let, let me give you uh, some more slow starters and see if uh, if if uh, if panic is setting in. Um, oh, you know what? I got an email today actually about MJ Melendez. No. Royals aren't a good team. Melendez is striking out almost like forty percent of the time. Uh, you know, and it just it, it just he just doesn't look good. Did we see the best of him, or you're willing to uh, cut him some rope here? Yeah, no, I think you'd be patient with him. I did see the Royals, uh, as bad as they are, they're they're making a lot of hard contact. Um, yeah, the strikeout rate's a little alarming there with Melendez. It was 24.5% last year. So, again, we're looking at a 10 games here. So it can happen. Um, he's still walking 14% of the time. I think he'll be okay. I mean, again, he's he's a catcher that's not catching every day. So, no, nah, I'm not worried about him. Okay. All right. Uh, are you concerned over the sophomore slump from Julio Rodriguez? He's uh, he's only batting two twenty eight right now. No. And you know, are are you worried? Are you worried that he's uh, that he's he's going to disappoint everybody who took him in the first round? They better not. I took him in a couple leagues. Um, no, nah, I think <laughs> I think he'll be fine. He started very slowly last year too. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. He's got a couple home runs. He's stolen four bases. He scored some runs. So, yeah, you know, not power yet. But we know, again, it's it's 12 games. He if he over the next week and a half, he hits five home runs. We're going to be like, oh, OK, he's on he's on pace to do what we expected. So it can quickly change. I mean, you could have a night like Ryan Mountcastle. We had nine RBIs and yeah. you're right right back in the swing of things. Well, then, then what's the advice that you give to people who can't sit on their hands? I mean, you've seen it in the Fantasy Alarm Discord. Guys are like, you know, uh, you know some guy some guy hits a, a home run. Random dude hits a home run. And then they're like, they're, all of a sudden they start listing, you know, these are these are who I think the three worst players are on my team are. Should I pick up this guy instead of the one of these guys? And And there's just, it's a constant battle to try and get people – to be more patient, to to give a longer leash to, you know, some of these players. Like, what advice do you give them? Because, you know, I, I could say it till I'm blue in the face, say, be patient, be patient. But people just, they, they, they refuse. Well, I think there's a balance. There's a level of being patient with certain players, but I do think you have to churn the back end of your roster. Like last year, if you were too patient, then you missed out on Taylor Ward. And that was a guy that helped you all, all year. Now, I know we can look at the wave wire and say, well, this guy didn't work out. This guy didn't work out. If you get, you know, two guys, especially this time of year, that can work out. Like, again, Franchi Cordero in a 15-team league, I'm going to take a shot. Like, I picked up a kill Badoo this weekend. Um, I don't know if it's going to work out. He was great in the minors. We saw two years ago he had power and speed. Uh, he's He's let off in the first three games that he played for Detroit. So, you know, there's certain times where you have some dead weight on your roster or you have aisle spots. You do need to take chances on some of these players off to good starts. Um, you know, I think Chris Bubich was a big name that people were talking about. It's only been two starts. His velocity is up. He looks good. We're going to find out his next couple starts are the Braves and the angels. So 
But sometimes you need to take shots on the on on these guys. It doesn't mean you cut every player that's struggling, but there's a lot of times where maybe you drafted someone late that's not panning out, not getting the playing time. And, you know, you have to take shots on some of these players that are getting the playing time, producing. And it's if you see a, a change. You know, it's you're not just going, oh, well, 12 innings, 14 strikeouts. OK, what changed? Is he doing anything differently? And if there is, maybe it's a sign of things to come where he can perform to a certain level. But like, you know, you, you, you brought up guys like, you know, who were taking in the first 10 rounds. A lot of those guys I'm going to be patient with that I can't. You know, we did all this work offseason, had them ranked in a certain spot unless there's an injury or something doesn't look right. You know, again, it's still 10 to 12 games. Well, all right. Well, looking looking further down, a uh, player who I actually really dig. I don't I don't expect him to hit 33 home runs again, but Anthony Santander from uh, from Baltimore um, or looking at uh, at Josh Bell. You know, now that he's uh, in Cleveland, he's batting 109. And, you know, is it was Cleveland a, the right fit for Josh Bell? And, and you know, is he? You know, is he capable of turning things around or do we see a pattern in his uh, in his work? These are some late names that, you know, both of these guys, I've had people ask me multiple times whether or not they should drop them. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Josh Bell guy, so it depends what you're dropping him for. But I mean, what were the expectations for Josh Bell? I mean, he's never going to hit the 37 home runs that he hit in 2019 when everyone was hitting home runs. You know, last year, only 17 home runs. I mean, I think he's a. 20 homer 80 RBI guy. I mean, nothing special about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that you've uh, that you've dug into that you um that that you took a shot on, uh, you know, because you do the waiver wire article over at fantasyalarm.com. You guys can go check that out. Uh, Adam does twice a week. Uh, we get full updates there. You get one on Saturday so that you can uh, you can you can kind of make your waiver claims there and then. Uh, the other one comes out on uh, what Tuesday? Guys to watch for the week, or is that Wednesday? Yeah, Tuesday and um Saturday. Tuesday and Saturday. Um, yeah. Anybody that you've uh, that you've kind of un- uncovered? Well, I don't know. I don't. I didn't see what his roster ship is right now, but Chas McCormick. I mean, he's hitting leadoff now for the Astros, and he's running. He stole his fourth base, so I think that's a guy that could really help out. Um, Matt Strom's interesting for the Phillies. Um, he's been good so far, starting to stretch him out a little bit. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, Josh Lowe, I like. Uh, I picked him up in labor. Uh, I had a couple of injuries there, and I got him. Um, I think Alec Burleson's a short term because um, it looks like Lars Newbar could be back. Um, like I said, oh, and Bryce Elder, you know, I picked him up in a couple leagues uh, for the Braves. You know, it's so funny. Everyone was like Jared Schuster was going up draft boards in the high stakes leagues before the year. Now the dude's in the minors. Right. Well, uh, Dylan, Dylan Dodd's Dylan back Dodd in the minors too. too. Yeah. It was like, it was one of those two guys, right? That was supposed to be the fifth starter. Yeah. And now it's Elder who's pitched well. And I think, you know, he's got a little rope. You know, I know Max Fried will be back soon, but. Um, you know, Kyle Wright didn't look good in his first start. So I think Elder could be there and help out for a little bit. Uh, closer wise, we really, there's not much there. I mean, I guess Andrew Chafin, if he's still available, he got the save opportunity, um, this past week. I kind of thought, and I, I should have been more, when they signed him, I'm like, I think he's going to close. And a lot of people are like, no, he's not. He's the a lefty. I'm like, but they have Joe Mantiply, And I know he's been hurt. I really do think they wanted McGuff to get it, but he has struggled so far. Um, uh, now he just, he actually, they just activated him off of paternity leave. Yeah, he missed So, you know, there's a kid day. in play there at home, which, you know, I did, I did a whole article on that. I, I remember uh, it was uh, back, uh, remember, I think I told you about the CJ Wilson uh, and talking about the fact that, you know, all the, uh, all the home numbers in, uh, in, in the Rangers new park were, you know, fantastic, except for CJ Wilson's and his road stats were so good. And why, why was he like the outlier there and talking about like, you know, that these guys aren't robots, that these are, these are actual human beings and talked about, you know, CJ Wilson having, you know, the kid and, and, and dealing with that. 
You know, I, I cited other examples, you know, Pablo Sandoval going into a slump uh, and, and overeating because he was, you know, freaking out because his mom's house burned down and, and, you know, and all their family shit that was going on. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't remember the point that I was just about to make there, but uh, I believe, yeah, that having a, uh, having a kid from a guff could be a, a, a problem. I mean, from from a fantasy standpoint, yeah, <laughs> and a real life standpoint. But that's I mean, listen, question. I don't know the guy. I don't know if his genetics need to spread or not. But come on, <laughs> he's supposed to get some fucking saves for my fantasy team. Yeah, I'm still holding on to him just to to see if me, you know, a little bit longer. But Chafin has been pretty good so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been it's been tough. Um, I mean, Ronaldo Lopez is a guy that I think I have might be my highest roster player. And I was getting a little worried. And then the other day I watched him, he had a four out save, struck out three and looked great. So I, and that's another team. I think they want him to be the guy. So I think he has a little, he has some rope right now, you know, Liam Hendricks, who knows he could be back mid May end of May. They didn't put him on the 60 day IL. We still have to see how he bounces back, but yeah, I got some I got some trust issues with Ronaldo Lopez. No, I think he's a different pitcher out of the bullpen. So I, I'm good with him. Again, I know he had a couple rough outings, but his stuff was really sharp the other day. That he's throwing 100, 101. His slider was really good. So I think he's the guy for now. It's not Kendall Graveman. Well, yeah, I'm not in on Kendall Graveman either. Uh, you know, again, that you know, I, 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 I think I just like, need to. I think I just need to be out on White Sox. I think that's the problem. Oh, uh, dude, I am so sick of this team. I might be jinxing them because I was so into them, and now it's like you know, Giolito's falling apart. Um, you know, Eloy can't stay healthy. They said he could be back this weekend. I mean, don't rush this fucking guy, okay? <laughs> From your lips to if he, God's ears. If he, not for real. If he gets hurt again, I'm not drafting him next year. Make sure I don't. Make sure, like, you know, I print out my list. I'm going to cross off his name wherever it is before the draft starts. <laughs> I will definitely – I will be right there for you, man. I will. And then when we do the sports book league, then we just take all sorts under. of Eloy props. Yeah, under Eloy. Unders everywhere. <laughs> but it's only 11 home runs. I don't care. Under. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Dude will hit nine in the first half and then he'll miss the whole second half with a fucking injury. <laughs> oh shit. Well, Adam, I'm so sorry that your fantasy season has not gotten off to the, uh, to, to the white hot start. Um, no, the thing is though, a lot of the teams are actually like decent. Like no, not, no one is like buried. Like I think in the main event, I've been fluctuating between first and fifth so far. So that's nice. Um, uh, you know, Tower is kind of in the top five, labor in the top five, FSGA. I've been first most of the way. So it's not like the teams have been awful, like GST top three. So I guess I'm pretty fortunate considering that I have been hit with a lot of injuries. And I know others have too, that it hasn't really been brutal. It's not like, yeah, oh, right now I'm first in the main event, just looking 114 points, 47th overall. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, but I did really like that. I did the draft with Brian Ambo, so we both like the team coming out. We're like, that's not good, you know. Like when you both, like you like the team like that, you're like, oh shit, something's gonna go wrong. So, so far so good. Although David Robertson's on that team, and then they brought him into the seventh today. I mean, again, I understand why Buck Showalter did it. It was a big spot. I think it was still three two at the time, and he brought him into face Soto, where runners on base, and he got the out. Then he pitched the eighth. And then Adovino got the save. So that sucks from a fantasy perspective, but I guess they're going to do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think most managers are building their bullpen in that fashion. Anyway, we're seeing it so much. I mean, there's so very few like lockdown closers in there. And there's a ton of guys who, you know, you'll see guys getting the, the, you know, the majority of saves, but then you, you always have to kind of factor in that, you know, somebody's going to trickle in somewhere uh, and, and get some work. I'm just, I'm thinking about, um, you know, like Pete Fairbanks is getting all the save opportunities right now for the raise. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, you know, once that streak kind of comes to an end and then everything's all 
you know, matchup based for Kevin Cash. And all of a sudden, then I think you'll see Jason Adam uh, get a saver or, or two there. You know, they'll just they'll utilize uh, Fairbanks in a different situation, get him in a more high leverage situation. If that, you know, if three, four and five of the lineup are up and, you know, in the eighth inning and, you know, and, and the Rays are clinging to a two run lead, you know, you're going to want to throw him in there uh, maybe instead of Adam. So. I know it sucks for fantasy, but that's the way you should do it. I mean, if you're in an eighth and a one run game and you got three, four, five kind of, don't you want your closer facing them? And then you yeah. bring someone, I mean, it makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. It sucks for fantasy, but it's, it's the smart move in, in, in reality. That's why, that's why, you know, like managers sit there when, you know, when they like do interviews and somebody brings up the fantasy aspect and they, or they ask you, you know, who's getting the saves, who's your ninth inning guy. You know, blah, you know, they hate it. They hate the question because they're like, well, who's up? <laughs> who's 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 at the plate right now? What 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 inning? What's the score? <laughs> what do I have left? Do I have another lefty in the pen? You know, so it's like all of a sudden it's a you know, mixing and matching there. That's why, again, I know I know we had this discussion. I think saves and holds uh, is just better than dealing with just saves. I know you say it devalues the, the top closers, but. Dude, I, I think top closers are fucking devaluing themselves right now. Yeah, Class A's been a little shaky so far. Um, Hater's been okay. Romano blew a save the other day, but he's been generally been good. But yeah, I, the problem too with saves now is you have teams you don't even want to cl- like. You don't want a closer from the A's. Like we don't even know who it is, and they suck. And I know I do agree. Hey, bad team. No, this is a fucking atrocious team. I, there's no one you want to close. Cause you can go, you might go two weeks without getting a save from an A's closer. They only have one save, I think, right? Opening day, two, 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 one game. I think that's yeah. the only save they have. Yeah. The other game they won was wait, they, they won a game four, three who got the save there. Cause I definitely know it wasn't a complete game. Um, <laughs> oh no, it was. Oh, they won it in the bottom of the ninth. So Trevor May pitched the ninth, got the win. But he's been, yeah, like there's no, it's not even worth rostering anyone. The Nationals, I mean, Finnegan got a save the other day. He hasn't been good. Detroit has no saver opportunities. I have Lang. Uh, I I have been having him on the bench and I might have to cut him at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not, I mean, I mean, these teams are really bad. Yeah. Like, you know, closers on bad teams, you can still get away with it. I mean, shit, man, I had Joaquin Soria as my closer for years and years uh, in, in a home keeper league back when he was with uh, with Kansas City and and closing out games there. Uh, David Bednar, right? I mean, I don't think the, the, the Pirates are a particularly good team, <laughs> but they'll, they'll play their competitive games and he will get that, uh, that that save work, but yeah, guys like Finnegan, Jimenez, May, um, Lang, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough tough guy to carry. Only because, especially if they like, you don't do holds, uh, you know, and these guys, you know, they're they're gonna end up in like they're just they're just gonna pitch in a ton of non-save situations, and we all know what closers look like in non-save situations. It ain't pretty. No, it's definitely not. As we saw with uh, Evan Phillips on Tuesday night. Yes. Gave up three runs. Yes, we did. Although I don't have any Evan Phillips, so I was okay with it. I do. So I drafted him in labor. I cut him for Will Smith. And then I spent $12 to get him back this past week. (laughs) (laughs) The repurchase. You got to feel good about that. I yeah fuck it I mean I was like you know what I think the runner-up was eight so I got him for 12 I was like all right fine I'll take it I mean I had a little extra fab because I lost Reese Hoskins so yeah I think I made like six pickups in labor this past week Jesus Jesus well all right folks that's that's what we got going on here today uh a lot of MLB talk obviously we'll continue that uh I'm sure NBA playoffs are uh, are exciting for you, Adam. I mean, playing games and all, but uh, you know, we we should have everything set and squared away by this weekend, right? Yeah, you'll have the um, final playoff teams Friday night. You have the uh, final playing games on Friday. Um, the the Heat will host the first one. Timberwolves will host the second one, and they'll play the losers of the Wednesday night games. And then uh, you have Saturday. 
is when the playoffs start. Saturday, you got Nets, Sixers, Hawks, Celtics, Knicks, Cavaliers, and Warriors, Kings. Uh, do you prefer this play-in format? I don't mind it. I mean, you know, you get some playoff-level basketball, though. I got to say the games on Tuesday were pretty bad. But I don't mind it. I, here's the thing. <laughs> The seven and eight seeds never win anyway. So right, right. They just don't in the NBA. I mean, it rarely happens. This isn't like baseball, hockey, or football where you get some of these, you know, baseball where you see wild card teams get to the World Series. Just last year. I mean, the Phillies were the last wild card and got to the World Series. You don't see that in basketball. It's just not gonna happen. I mean, the Lakers are a dangerous seven seed, but they still have their work cut out for them. So you just don't see many of these bottom seeds. So I don't mind. It's, you know, it's only three days anyway of extra games. So you get more, more games to bet on more player props. I don't mind it. All right. All right. Well, we'll check in. You, you got your betting article uh, on Friday still. No. Oh, okay. Maybe we got to get you uh, doing some betting articles on uh, fantasy alarm then. People got to know how to bet the NBA, dude. All right. Good to know. Good to know. But that's going to do it for us here today on Cash It. As always, we thank you guys for listening, liking, subscribing, uh, all that fun stuff. You can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Ronis. You can follow me at RotoBuzzGuy. Uh, best of luck to all you guys with all your waiver work this weekend. And uh, Adam and I will be back uh, same time, same place next week. Thank you all again. We'll catch you next time.